Hey, fairy tale friends, it's Ryan. Sorry for the audio, uh, the, the 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 bad audio quality here. This is late at night as I'm editing the the episode. Um, but I wanted to come in real quick and make a correction. In the episode, I oftentimes refer to the people of Afghanistan as Afghanis, which is incorrect. That's actually the Afghanistan um, monetary unit is is an Afghani. What I should have called referred to them as is their proper name, Afghans. And I do apologize for that. I, I apologize for being culturally insensitive. But wanted to come on and make this correction and let you guys know that I will I will do my best to do better in the future and, and do my research before something like this. So uh, please ignore my ignorance and enjoy the episode. I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, Fairy tale friends, uh, welcome to a Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries mini tale. We're doing something a little bit different today. Mm-hmm. Um, we may not be coming in as super energetic as we usually do. This one was a little bit of a hard one. Yeah, let's talk about. Let's talk about it. So we the the Oscars are coming up this weekend. Hello, Laurel, and uh, <laughs> our resident Oscar expert. We actually have watched every. Except for Luca, we've seen every best animated picture. Which is surprising. We might have to watch Luca. Yes, we should watch Luca before Sunday. We've we're saving some Pixar stuff for when we do our Pixar run, but mm-hmm. uh, Luca probably needs to be watched sooner than later. And when we looked at the uh, list of of nominees, there was Ryan the Last Dragon, Encanto, Mitchell's versus the Machines, mm-hmm. which is my ride or die for this. Yeah, uh, Luca. And then Flea, which was one that felt different and one that wasn't really on our radars because of, you know, the kind of what has been the nature of this podcast leading up to this point. Mm-hmm. So we decided to watch it. It's an inter- it looks like an it looked like an interesting that's not to say it isn't interesting, but when we're in the past looking at it, we were thinking it looked like an interesting story. It was the only thing I knew about it is foreign language because it is the first picture to be up for best animated. Best Mm -hmm. foreign language, which I now believe they're calling international. Oh, okay. Because there are, like, international movies that are in English. And Mm. there's something, I think, a few years ago where that was an issue. And best documentary. Yeah. And uh, we should say that we saw it on Hulu. Um, We have, well, we borrow a... we are you, are you admitting to like yeah uh, <laughs> that's why i was like cut it up. yeah i'm not gonna say it uh we watched it on the basic plan of yeah, hulu don't ask us why how or why we have the basic plan of hulu uh and what i will say is we discovered we watched it in two parts we watched about half of it and then paused and then watched the second half and are now recording right after that second half and what we realized is there's a full uh version that is in danish Dari, Dari and Russian. 
and, and then Swedish there's, and, and some other Swedish. Yeah. And then there's also one where all the Danish is in English and then the other languages still exist with subtitles. Yes. So I actually liked that we watched both versions because I think we got an idea of what it felt like being all in subtitles versus having some English and then the rest of it being in right. subtitles. And we also learned, so when we watched the Danish version, it had executive producers, Reese Ahmed, I believe that's how you say his name, who was in... Uh, Rogue One was in The Night Of was in Sound of Metal is, is, is a oh gosh I don't know his ethnic background um, but he he's an actor who I think looks like Jeremy mm. <laughs> but we've kind of gone back and forth on that yeah and then <clears throat> Nikolaj uh, Calder Wald, Waldo Nikolaj <laughs> Nikolaj Nikolaj um, <laughs> all our who, Brooklyn Nine Nine yes, fans out there, uh, who was of course Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, were both executive producers. And when we started watching the English language one, they dub in the people. Now they dub in the interviewer and the the subject of the documentary, whose name is Amen. Now Amen is actually the voice of Amen in the Danish version. Yes. So that it was interesting to look at both of them, but it was easier for Tara, who takes notes during these things. To not have to read a bunch of, of subtitles. subtitles and write yeah, notes. Yeah, without you know, missing we went, something. We went, yeah, so that was a little easier for us to do. Uh, the next thing I think we want to cover... Yes, before uh, we go into the actual... ...is a lot of our episodes are family-friendly. I would say this one is not because of the content. It's just very heavy. It's, it's a very serious subject matter. And so um, I went to Common Sense Media, and there is a paragraph here. You can look it up for yourself, but I'm going to actually read it because I think it does a very thorough job, probably better than Ryan and I would do on the fly, on the cuff. Um, And it's under what parents need to know. So I thought I would read this, and then we'll go into kind of our review about what we thought about uh, the film. Parents need to know that Flea is a profound Danish animated documentary with English subtitles, which we just covered, uh, about a refugee's journey with tough themes and content, but always told with compassion and empathy. And I would agree with that. Amin? Amin. 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 The subject of this documentary is incredibly courageous. Given that he's gay, there's an added element of self-discovery, becoming proud and comfortable in his own body and sexuality, all while he's experiencing homelessness. Amin encounters much discrimination along the way, both for being a refugee and for being gay. Archive footage intersperses the animation and shows disturbing imagery, such as, um, and this is a pretty graphic description, blood-soaked corpses on the ground. There and was... that was in my notes. There were also corpses on fire, or they weren't oh. corpses, and then they, yeah, there were people on fire. I miss that. Um, when he's talking about fleeing Afghanistan. You can tell when I'm watching a movie without my glasses, I guess. Yeah, uh, so that that that's in there. But the film in general is more affecting in its narration than in its visuals, including upsetting stories about human trafficking and a boat journey will, where people drowned. There are brief uses of the F word and glimpses of people smoking. I will say in the English version, the F word was beeped out. Yeah, but still something to, to be aware of and yeah. consider. And if your children are of the age that they can read the subtitles, I don't mm-hmm. know how it's Well, in the English listed. version, it said bleep. I see. Okay. But he's clearly using the F word. Yeah. Uh, glimpses of people smoking and a character is evidently drunk as he walks down the street. 
that I don't really recall. But the film offered... It was the police, the Moscow oh, police. Oh, that's right. That's there was right. a lot of talk about them smelling of yes, vodka, of vodka. And, that's and right. sort of things and his distaste for them, considering how they treated him and his family. Yeah. The film offers a platform to an underrepresented minority to tell their story on their terms in a hugely compassionate way that's full of humanity. So I wanted to read that because I think that summed up what I wanted to say, but I didn't have the words. And so I I thought it was a good way to describe it. So for all the parents out there, or if, you know, you're watching the Oscars and you hear this is nominated and you're curious about it, Mm -hmm. that kind of gives you a snapshot if you feel it's something you might want to watch. I think there are a lot of triggers within this story. And I think we kind of mentioned what some of those are in that description. So just be aware, know yourself or who you're watching it with. I think it's a very important story. I think it's PG-13. Like I believe despite, so, yeah. you know, the F words in the Danish version, which I don't even remember them. I noticed them in the other yeah, ones. Yeah, I don't recall. Um, um, I think it's an important story and I think it yeah. is something that you should watch. I, I highly recommend it. I know we usually save that for the end. But I also just wanted that disclaimer at the top of this right. episode. And I think the last sentence in that that description is very important in that yes. it is a very authentic voice for this story. And it's And for this And it's you feel you feel how because cause he says at the beginning, like, there's revelations where he says, like, this is what I tell people because I think it my asylum is dependent on this story that you find out later is a made up story. Yeah, and he was and he was forced to make it up to receive asylum. You realize he really didn't have a choice. Right. And there's to a, tell this story. And there's a part where he says he had a boyfriend that he told that to and the boyfriend, when they broke up, he used it against him. And said, well, when they were fighting, when he fighting, would threaten he would... that I'll take, I'll turn you into the police. Right. Yeah. So that's he's like, I have a hard time talking about this. So it, it's you're watching someone kind of deal with it, which which I think was important to see in, in the Danish language ones because that's as as good as an actor as Riz uh, Riz Ahmed. I hope that's how you say it. It is, and I think he did a good job. Mm-hmm. You're getting someone's authentic. I mean, you're getting the documentary view. Yes. Of 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 someone not only telling you the story, but you're kind of seeing how he's dealing with it. And I I will say this, which is a spoiler. If you really want to go in blind, it's a documentary. But I think it's maybe important to hear this next sentence. It ends well. Yes. Like there is there's a good ending, and that was a little hard for me watching it. Going, please let some there's. There's a part where you think something's very bad's going to happen. I'll even say it. Um, the, the 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 him being gay is something he he kind of talks about exploring a little bit as a young kid. Yeah, he knows from thing. a young age. I wrote it down, but now I can't find it. But he talks about that journey, and the interviewer is a friend of his he met after yeah. he was after he claimed asylum. Um, and so they're talking about it, and the interviewer asks him, you know, when did you know? And it's Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. G- yes. Yeah, he sees the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, and he's like, oh, I really liked him. And the interviewer goes, well, I liked him too, but probably for a different reason. And they have, like, a good laugh over that. Yeah. And it's literally, it's funny because they keep showing, like, animated versions of him watching blood sports. So you get a little bit of and blood sports. And movie sport. posters and Yeah, the stuff. movie posters, yeah. like, look at him and wink and give him a thumbs up. Yeah. And he's just, he, he talks about that. He goes, you know, because it's also, he's very young for a lot of this. So I think it's discovering, it's not necessarily like any sort of like discussion of about 
it's a discussion about sexuality and how he feels romantically, not about like discovering his body or anything like yeah, that. It's I, literally him going like, I like men and just how he thought about it. And the feelings he has along yeah. the way through this journey as well. And the other thing he mentions too is he talks about what it means to be gay in Afghanistan or right. what it, I don't, the fact that you really can't be gay in Afghanistan when well, he grew up. It's like also that the word he, he says, homosexual, that term did not There's exist. There's not a word. There's yeah. not a word. And so I don't want to speak to that because I think he does a very good job talking about that, but he does address that in the film as well. well. I mean, I think we should speak to it, but based on what we saw in the film. Yes. Like we're yeah. reporting, we're not editorializing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is I don't want, I didn't write down verbatim what he said, so I don't want to misspeak, but he does talk about it I, in the film. I will say it's interesting in the beginning when he's walking through Afghanistan, he says he used to walk around in his uh, sister's, he has older sisters in their like, in their dresses, nightgowns and dresses. And it's, it's funny because I was like, ooh, how, what, what are we going to see? Because I'm like on edge, like, what are we going to see from these Afghani? people reacting to it and like one guy sprays him with water but he it looks like he's doing it like oh it's almond you know like just it doesn't look like he's like see i didn't take it like that i thought it was weird you laughed at that oh really yeah i didn't take it lighthearted i just was like oh that's kind of cruel that he did that to a kid Oh, well, that's a bummer because I really thought he I mean, was like, maybe it was oh, meant- you little scamp. Like, it oh, didn't maybe look it like was that meant to, me. to be lighthearted. I just didn't. I I thought it was weird that you laughed there, but yeah. Oh, well, good to know. I mean, just, I it, could it, be wrong. Yeah, I guess it's open to interpretation. It felt to me like <laughs> this is it felt to me almost like his like because he's listening to aha's take on me so it felt a little bit like there goes the baker like they were just like mm, there goes bell like shrug yeah. which i guess to me that that scene almost felt crueler than how this felt now eventually when the what's the name of the the group that takes over in afghanistan the communists they they, they take i wrote groups. it down to try to say it right i'm also Mahajin. very the mahajin takes over that's when I would expect it to be like he can't run around in that dress anymore. Uh, well, and he talks about the story um, that he's told. The interviewer goes on to say, you know, there are, there are many mysteries around how you got here, around how you got to Sweden, right? He's in Sweden now. Oh, he's in Denmark. He's in Denmark. About how he got to Denmark. And, you know, the story is his family was killed and kidnapped in Afghanistan mm-hmm. when the Mahajin took over. Right. Um, that's not entirely true, but his father is taken away by the Afghanistan army and they never know what happens to him. He's in jail for a little bit and they visit and then they no longer know where he is. And to this day, that was one of the things at the end of the documentary yeah. that they said they didn't know what happened to him. He has... Uh, a brother who makes it to Sweden before they leave. He's sent so he's not pulled into the army because basically that's one of the many reasons they leave Afghanistan is because the the young men in his family, whether you want to or not, are recruited for, I mean, they're not recruited, they're forced yeah. to be in the Afghanistan army. And so he gets sent away and ends up in Sweden and then they all eventually realize they need to leave because now the next oldest brother. Yeah, the middle brother. The middle is. brother. It's happening to him as well. So it's the middle brother, I think two sisters, and Amin and their mother. 
they all flee and they go to Russia. And what they realize is Russia, I think it's a year after communism fell in Russia. Yes. And so things are not great there either. People are starving. There's a lot going on. The, the police, police are, are very corrupt. Extremely corrupt. Um, so there's there's a lot there when, when they're there and the brother comes to visit and they decide they're going to send the two sisters first. They don't have enough money. And this is where the human trafficking element comes into play mm-hmm. is trying to get them across the border. Um, and it was a very difficult and intense journey for the sisters, but they do make it. The sisters make it. But that's when they kind of talk about the sisters. Like, like the brother calls and is like, they're not talking. Yeah, they were like, in shock. In and shocks. there's a, and then the, the, they go into details about what kind of their journey was like. Which um, is pretty intense if you want to know more. Yeah. That, you can watch the movie. But and... Then the there's the part where the mother and the two brothers go. Yes, and again they do this because their visas expire in Russia at this point, and so the cops know that, and they continually harass them, and so they have to pay them money to bribe them so they don't arrest them or turn mm-hmm. them in for them not having um, the proper visa. They were able to get one when they first came over to Russia, I think, as fleeing from Afghanistan, but it's something that only right. lasted so long. So, That's why they went to Russia because they could get a visitor's tour, uh, a tourist visa for a while. Yeah, and so that so did a lot of other Af- Afghani re- refugees. Yeah, and so that's why they decide they need to try to leave because all the money they're saving to try to pay a smuggler to get them somewhere safe winds up then being paid to the cops in Russia. So it's kind of this mm-hmm. complicated issue, and so they make it. They make they try to make a first journey, and this. Um, I really, I got, I think, as close as you can feel without living this situation, the way they tell this story. Shortly thereafter, this is where we went, we need to stop and watch yeah. the other half later, it which was, I think was a good idea. Uh, it's very emotional, but they take this journey um, where this, it's one Russian um, with a gun, and it's a, a large group, maybe 20 or so mm-hmm. individuals who are trying to flee, and uh there's some older individuals, including his mom, but there's one woman who, like, can't keep going. And then they put a blanket under her and carry her. And um, the Russian wants to threaten to, to well, kill he her. He doesn't even threaten. He just goes, I'll, I'll shoot I'll her. I'll take care of I'll it. I'll shoot her. Yeah. And he goes, here, you can shoot her. And they're like, no. And he's like, okay, I'll do it. Like, and then Amin's like, like a, and that was his son, her son, that yeah. the Russian was saying that to. And he was saying, he was saying how much he could, he was so happy that that. He was glad that that woman couldn't speak Russian. Yeah, so she couldn't overhear it. Right. And they they wind up being on a um, boat. A boat. It's it's a ship, really, because like a cargo ship, essentially. It, it but looks they, like a cargo ship, but it's not very big. Yeah, it's not very big. Well, and that was the sisters. The sisters were on a cargo ship, and they were put in a container. Yes. And then there were lots of containers around them, so they couldn't get out. So can I jump to something that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah. This. Movie is oh I guess we did when you were thinking it's interspersed with live action like yes we news reports cut, we touched on it in yes. that blurb so yeah. they actually cut to the news report in sweet in Denmark or Sweden or wherever they got picked up that is you know we just found a cargo it, it's about his sisters and yeah. they were in there and they they show that so and they show that like the thing that mentioned about the corpses and whatnot that's footage of when journalists were over in Afghanistan right. and and things like that so you do see coverage that were things he lived that they were able to match up with real images mm-hmm. and so they're put in this this ship and they're put in kind of the um 
forget what it's called. The cargo hold. The hull or the, the hull. cargo. Yeah, the cargo hold. And Well, the, the mom, they say, is terrified of water. And so they has, like, I guess, a reoccurring dream or fear that that's how she's going to oh, die. Yeah, she goes, that's drowning. how I'm going to die. Is water's involved somehow. Yeah. And so when they pull up to the boat, which I don't think they knew is how they were going. Yeah, to, they had. I don't know that they were fully aware how they were getting to their yeah. destination. They're like, how are we going to get mom on this thing? And so there's a very intense storm and it starts flooding and they're bailing water as it's pouring rain they're on it for days and this is the part that really got me is this giant huge boat huge ship comes up to them and they think they're saved and they're cheering and they're so excited and you realize it's a cruise ship and there are tourists just just taking taking pictures pictures of them and i don't think really realizing i mean they had to have realized they were refugees from i mean i think it's what we have now where everybody pulls out a phone when something yeah but they were all taking pictures and they thought they were going to be saved and they wind up they say they say they go we're going to pick you up and we've alerted the estonia we've alerted the estonian coast guard which i think is where they went through they're going to get you and take you back yes the balt was it the baltic sea balkan balkan or baltic I don't, I don't remember. I have it in my notes. We're terrible. We, I, you know I where you could go is you could go look at the map right there. I did write <laughs> things down, but yeah, um, Baltic Sea. Yeah, they, yeah. From Russia, they were planning to get to Sweden over the Baltic Sea. All you geography nerds are screaming at the podcast right yeah. now because you're like, of course, the Baltic Sea. Um, but the, when they say we're gonna have we're t- we contact the Estonian Coast Guard, they're going to take you back. You see them; they all stop cheering and just like. And they realize that they're not... They're not saved. Yeah. And so they're in Estonia, I believe, for at least six months or something like that. They're there for they, a while, kind of in like a holding. It looks like just like an abandoned building they put them in. And eventually yeah. they're like, you have two choices. You can stay here and starve or you can go back to Russia. And then it just cuts them back at their yeah. apartment they were squatting And while in. they're there in Estonia, they say journalists come and they show up and they film them and they leave. So again, it's this hopelessness yeah. and this... This desperation of there are people, these are people who should be helping us, but they're just here to just see us and then leave and report right. the story, but not really do anything to help. And they go back to Russia and the situation becomes even more intense right. in Russia. Uh, I It's funny because I know we just watched this now, but I, the thing I remember the most is the happy part. Yeah, well, <laughs> and it's also part, the most I recent. The, I remember the very, I don't, did they... Did they mention in the uh, Family First or whatever you read um, about mentions of rape? No, they did not. They did because there's there's, there is a scene. So there's I don't want to describe it, but there's a scene where you definitely know something. This is when they're back in Russia, where where their sexual assault is happening to a woman, and they the only reason they get away from the police is because. They take his they, father's watch that he was wearing. They take wearing. his father's watch. They're like, we're going to throw you in the back. And it's like, none of them have any money. And they're like, basically like, get out of the car. And then all the but cops go into the car. But she can pay in another way, yeah. is what they say. And it's not a good scene. But there were like 10 things I thought they could have done to be like more exploitative of it. And they weren't. They were just very much like the door closes. The, co- the cops go in. The door closes. And well, that's and it's it. told but from it his may- point of view because that's yes. all he saw. And then it also goes into his guilt about he was a child, but about yeah. what, could, what I, could I have what done? Why I should I have done more. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit here because we've talked about a major chunk of the story, but there's still way more. Yeah. And I don't want to go into it 
detail for detail because I really think you should experience it as a whole mm-hmm. in the documentary. But I want to talk a little bit about the animation itself. Um, we are an animation podcast. Yes. And I enjoyed when it went from kind of shadows and not very detailed to detailed. I don't know what that's called, but they did that oh, throughout. Um, it was Because uh, it, it opens, it opened in the beginning with kind of the shadowy figures and not super detailed. And, and then it happens kind of periodically throughout. And it's very much like to fit in with the tone of what's yeah, happening when, with the story. When some of the worst stuff is happening, it does it very blurry- like just kind of like what he's talking about, like what happened in Estonia and the people. Yeah, and I, I liked the look of it. I just yes. don't know what it's called. I I don't know what the, the Carly get at us. Um, <laughs> I uh, but but I agree with you. The other thing that was interesting to me was the low frame rate. Like, yes, it wasn't like very smooth. It was kind of like choppy. But like, I think that was. I, I mean, I think it, it gave it kind of like a sense of like it wasn't trying to be cartoonish, even though it was legitimately animated. Mm-hmm. It, it it felt very real, even though it was less realistic looking because it wasn't it wasn't really wrote it wasn't rotoscoped. It was just very. It looked like it was. Tr- I think it was done from. Um, reference. Did you come across any facts yes. on that? At all? I saw that they were like. They said it wasn't rotoscope. They were they were doing reference, like when he's lying down and they're taking pictures of him. Yeah, that's all. That's like really what it looked like. I see, and that's the other thing we should mention here too. Names and locations were changed to protect his identity, so it's yes. still something that he is concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, to the extent that they altered the story as far as names and locations yes. go. Uh, he's so- billed everywhere as just Amen. Like when they said like. They basically did something where it was like the executive producers and it was the name of the um, interviewer and Amen. Like didn't mm-hmm. give him a last name. I think yeah. it was just like, yeah, he's, he's, that's yeah, they, most they've of the gone they to that. pretty great lengths, um, which you can understand why once you, you know, I mean, watch the documentary as to why. One thing that was very cool was the last shot that was Amen and his boyfriend doing something and they walk off screen and then it, cuts to the actual like the footage of, 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 yes. of the landscape of they were standing mm-hmm. in and i i think that was to say like this all happened you know blah blah and i think that yeah. was a very interesting artistic choice and they do talk about again i'm gonna i really recommend you go and watch it but it also navigates his current feelings so he's kind of processing how he's feeling about this and telling this story for the first time while he's in this relationship with someone who cares deeply for him and he cares for for his partner as well as he's finishing his research at Princeton so he's going he's traveling to the U.S. and so he's also dealing with you know what do I tell my partner and you know you can tell that you can tell there's friction there, and in the end, it does resolve. And right. they um, have a really sweet moment at the end that I think was such a great way to end a documentary that was so heavy and yes. so. Um, That's the thing I want to get across is like you don't watch this movie like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's a bright light. And it's very good. And and even if there wasn't, it's still a very important story to be told. But I think the way that they narrated it 
I think you needed that at the end. Well, there was literally a part where I thought something bad was going to happen and it turned out to finally be something good. Yes. And I was just like so relieved. I remember turning him like, I just need this this kid, which is funny because I think at that point, at that point, I think he's an adult. Yeah, but that's. I'm like, I just need this kid. I need something to happen good to this kid, and it does. And I'm like, oh, thank God, you know. And 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 you know, I I think that's might be a little easier to watch this than that knowing maybe knowing that, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to cover. I think this was going to be a quick one. I just wanted to, you know, I I do recommend if you're. I think it was important that you, that people like you and I saw this. People who have, yeah. you know, no, you know, before this, like they're talking about the the, the um, reporters just seeing, just filming and leaving. Like that was our exposure in some ways. Well, to this yeah, type and of thing. we're not, we were not very familiar with what all happened in Afghanistan at that point in time. Right. Um, he was born in. Was he born in 1984? Or he was young in 1984. He was young in 1984. He was because he um, he's running around in a. In a that's in a, right. Yeah, that's in when a house he's, dress, listening to Aha. Yeah, which maybe I'm like, five or the six. The most joyous thing I could. Yeah, think of. I don't know if he's. I'm guessing his age. Yeah. But um, so we were not super familiar with that. Where some of you may be more familiar than we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important that these stories are told authentically. And I think they were very successful mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. So next time, guys, we'll have a little bit more of, I, th- I think, a, a kind of a, a little less weighty episode. I think this one's important, but we're and, and we've discussed doing all the Oscar nominate nominated animated films sometime on this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, I think this is a good taste of it for us. I think yeah. there's going to be more like this. Well, and I think as they come up, you know, if something now that, you know, things come up as we're recording, um, we're always happy to take a look at them. And that was kind of what happened with this one. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Let us know if this is interesting. Is this, you know, if you see the movie, tell us what you think. If if you have if you've got a background that's uh, maybe more close to Amon's story and you want you, you know, want a, a voice anything about that let us know 787 yo princess diaries at gmail.com get at us let us let us know what we're you think instagram and facebook we're all over the place if you don't know how to get a hold of us call us and i will call you back and i will tell you no, I'm just, um, <laughs> uh, just listen to our intro or our, out- yes. our outro yes absolutely rather. um but next time i believe next is meet the robinsons I believe that's the next full so episode. So we yeah. have not recorded that yet because that's ours and that's still in that kind of that bumper where we're kind of... Well, we've the... enjoyed everything that was in that for oh, the most part. Chicken Little. You really didn't like Chicken Little. That was all right. You, I, I, I enjoyed it. I would definitely... And this is not a Chicken Little episode, but no. I definitely would have liked it a lot less if Parker and Jack had Yeah, I think I enjoyed the experience watching it with the Absolutely. two of them. So go listen to our Chicken Little episode. It yeah. just uh, was released last week. And, uh, you know, let us know what animated movie you think it's going to be. Is it going to be Flea? Is it going to be Encanto? Uh, oh, yes, Ryan for the, the Last Oscars. Dragon? Yes. Mitchell versus the Machines? Or Luca? Let us know. Oh, we should do a poll. We should do we'll, a quick we'll do poll we'll on do Facebook. See what people think. But yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, enjoy the Oscars. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at trpdiaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. 
Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Thank you.